Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, everybody. This is the Cricket Badger podcast. Each badger marks the track with its own scent. His black legs are short but very powerful for digging. The name badger probably comes from the French word bécher, meaning digger. Hello and welcome along to another edition of the Cricket Badger podcast and we're rolling out the red carpet for cricketing royalty from Pakistan today. More of that in just a second. First of all though, thank you to tvsportsblog.com for their continued support of the Cricket Badger podcast. Some great sporting content on that site. Give them a follow on Twitter as well, at tvsportsblog. Thanks for listening to the Cricket Badger podcast. Got some fantastic podcasts actually just around the corner. There's four on my laptop, which are all excellent. And I'm looking forward to sticking them into your ears for your enjoyment. And got plenty more good ones planned as well just around the corner. So stay tuned to the Cricket Badger podcast. Please like it, subscribe to it. Leave a nice comment if you can as well. That would be much appreciated. But on to the guest though on this edition. And it's Wakar Yunis, the fantastic fast bowler from Pakistan. Fast, nasty, in-swinging Yorkers, toe crushers when he was in his pomp. Was there anybody better on the world stage? Him and Wazim Akram combined for Pakistan. What a combination that was through many years for their country. Now a commentator and coach, he'll be over with the Pakistan side in England, all being well with COVID at the end of this month. And I had the pleasure of spending a little bit of time with Wakar in the, the UAE about 18 months ago. Lovely fella, so I thought I'd get him on the podcast this time around. So we have cricketing royalty in our midst today because on this edition the Cricket Badger Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Waka Yunis. Cricket Badger Fact File. Waka Yunis. Fast Bowler. Pakistan, Glamorgan, Surrey, Karachi, Lahore, Multan, National Bank of Pakistan, Rawal Pindi, Redco Pakistan Limited, United Bank Limited. 373 wickets in 87 test matches with a best bowling of 7 for 76. 416 wickets in 262 one-day internationals with a best bowling of 7 for 36. 
now a respected coach and commentator and frequent golfer. Welcome to the podcast Wacko. Let's have a badger chat. It's a pleasure then on the Cricket Badger podcast today to welcome Pakistan great Wakar Yunis to the podcast. Wakar, how are you? I'm very good, James. How about you? I'm okay. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> slightly different summer than we were expecting over here. Obviously, the West Indies are already over here. Your Pakistan side and yourself are coming over um, towards the end of this month, aren't you? So COVID-19 hasn't been a, a fantastic addition to cricket, but we're kind of starting to get there, aren't we? Yeah, good thing is that, uh, you know, we're getting back on the field and, and trying to, uh, you know, normalize things, uh, and which is which is important, I feel. And, uh, you know, it's been it's been really tough uh, few months uh, for, for the entire world, I would say, because uh, everyone suffered, everyone uh, struggled and uh, and hopefully things are sort of getting better and better. Uh, I was just reading. I was just going through the uh, the list that how things are panning down in England is is getting better and better, which is which is a very good sign. And hopefully, first week next next month uh, we'll be there and uh, we'll play some cricket. Fingers crossed, everything works out. And obviously, behind yeah. closed doors cricket, it's not ideal. We'd love to have spectators in the ground and have the atmosphere and everything. But you know, I think most people in England are really grateful to the West Indies and Pakistan for coming over this summer and, and effectively saving our summer and getting some money into the coffers. Yeah, I know. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it is tough on, 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 on finances also. Uh, you know, cricket is, cricket is also suffering, as the other sports are too. Uh, so we have to stop, uh, start somewhere. And, uh, and I think uh, no better time is, is this. I mean, while the season is starting, and I think... Uh, just let's let's get going, and uh, uh, I think it, it goes for every country, not only for England, for for every country that's just trying to bring their sports back, trying to normalize things, and uh, and trying to also uh, save the game, and of course save lots of jobs and 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 uh, and and move things in the right direction. Well, you're on the Cricket Budget podcast today to take on the Cricket Budget 20 questions, and we'll start with question number one, Wakar Yunis. If not a cricketer. What would you have done with your life? Look, I, uh, before I started playing cricket, I always wanted to be uh, in the forces. Mainly, I wanted to go in the air force because of my because of my family. I've got few uncles and uh, who are in in the air force, and uh, you know, always fascinated me. And I always wanted to go in in air force or maybe army, but uh, that wasn't the case. I mean. Cricket just took over, and once I started playing, it was just uh, the love of the game took me toward the game, toward cricket. And what was it about cricket that made you fall in love with it? What, what Was it love at first sight? Did you have to work at it? Was it always all-consuming? Look, James, I think uh, it wasn't really the the love at first sight. I, I actually, I was a, I was mainly an athlete. I, 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 was a, I was a sprinter. I was a javelin thrower, and then I used to do high jump and all sorts of things at school. Uh, it's just that once I started playing cricket and uh, and and that to fast bowling, uh, I started off with as a right arm leg spinner. I used to play like any other any other kid plays just for fun and just running around. But uh, uh, you know, somebody saw me. The few people saw me. They said, "Oh, you, you're decent with the pace on on the ball too." So that's how it all started. Nobody really guided me or coached me or anything. But it's just how it started. And once I started bowling. Fast, and that's it. I've just left everything else. All the other sports gone down the drain. <laughs> Who was the biggest influence on your cricket career? 
Look, when I was growing up, we always uh, looked up to Imran Khan, uh, you know, the prime minister of the country now. Uh, he was uh, he was one man we all always wanted to be like him. And uh, that's how that, that the fast bowling attracted me also. And uh, he, he, I was so lucky that once uh, I, I played cricket under him, I've learned a lot from him and you know, he always he he left a, a big mark on my on my personality, on my on my game, on on everything I did after that. We, we've done a, uh, a a search on the Cricket Badger podcast for the greatest cricketer of all time, and we're we're currently doing the uh, the rest of the world, but we've done the Pakistan vote. Imran won that, um, but yeah. you were in the top four. Wakar, Imran, Wazim Akram, Wakar Yunis, and Javed Miandad were the four that the public voted for as the four greatest Pakistani Test cricketers of all time. That, that's good company to be in, and it. But the fact that people still have that high regard for you must be quite pleasing and must be quite heartwarming. Look, I'm not really surprised that Imran won that one because he was, without any doubt, the, one of the best cricketer Pakistan has produced. And, of course, he won the World Cup also for Pakistan in 1992. Uh, yeah, it's not a bad company. I mean, there's there's some greats to the game. Javed Miyada was uh, another one, was Akram. Uh, happened to play all, with all of these guys. And uh, that's I think that's a major reason that why Pakistan was so good in the 90s. We won most of the tours. We won home and away. You know, quite a few series, and and also won the World Cup 1992 too. They always say that bowlers hunt in pairs, and you mm. and Wazi Makram go down in history as one of the the great partnerships in terms of um, pace bowling. Does it ever get frustrating that Wazi Makram and yourself are always mentioned almost in the same sentence at times, and people don't necessarily always look at you in isolation, or are you just proud to have been part of that? Look, I I don't want to be in isolation. I mean, if you <laughs> Uh, if, if you think about it, uh, Vasim Akram's in, in his company, when some people talk about uh, him and me together, I think it's, a, it's more like a, a proud thing than, than you know, being frustrated. I, I always feel good when people talk about the two W's and, you know, the achievement they have achieved for, for Pakistan and for, for the individual achievement. I think uh, it, is, it is great company, as I said, to be, to be with him and, and being that successful with him. What's been your best moment in cricket? If I could take you back to any 24 hours, you could relive that again and experience the highs of that day. Where would you take me? I'll take you to Lords. I mean, Lords has always been uh, my favourite ground and probably most of the cricketers, if you ask them, they'll give you the same answer. Lords is one ground where you want to do well, where you want to achieve your goals or, or do really well. And uh, my best moment came in, in at Lords when, when I won the test match with the bat, with the ball. First with the ball, picking up five wickets, and then, of course, with the bat, scoring some runs also. A couple of times, actually, not once, but Lord has been very, very uh, good for me, and I've done done really well there. You you often hear players from overseas say they've always dreamt of playing at Lords. They see it on the television. They know the significance of Lords. Was that the same for you, that when you first set foot in that ground, you kind of felt how special it was? I was sort of lucky that, uh, you know, before touring England, I was part of the Pakistan team and I did tour West Indies and I toured uh, India and I did see a lot of big, big uh, uh, fields and big grounds and big stadiums. But but when it comes to, of course, Lords, it, it's a different ball game. It's just, uh, as, as I say, it's a mecca of cricket and uh, everybody wants to be. There is, you know, there's a beauty, beauty there. That ground is probably one of the best grounds and everyone, uh, every individual coming from overseas wants to do well and wants to play there.
Cricket Badger Podcast is brought to you in association with tvsportsblog.com. Excellent sporting content. It's well worth a look and give them a follow on Twitter at tvsportsblog. What's been your worst moment in cricket? We've done the best one, Wakab. Where would we take? We'd go with that one. Well, you've got to go back into 1992 World Cup, I guess. Uh, you know, the, that was not the best time for me. Uh, I'm not talking about the England series. Just before the England series, a few months before that, I injured uh, myself. I broke my back. I had a stress fracture in my back just before the World Cup started. I was on the tour with the team and uh, in one of the warm-up games here in Bendigo in, in, in Australia, I just sort of, something went wrong in my back and uh, I couldn't really couldn't really play that World Cup or couldn't really walk after that for a long time. And uh, that was probably the worst time, you know, because I was uh, on top of my game. I was bowling really well. And, and me being in the team, Pakistan were favourites to win that World Cup. Pakistan still won the World Cup, but, uh, you know, missing out on that, on that glory was probably the not so uh, happy moment for me. How does that go in your head? Because as a, as a team guy and as a as obviously as a proud Pakistani, you'd be delighted to see Imran Khan lifting that trophy. But then, mm-hmm. as an individual and as a human being, you'd be you'd be sorely aggrieved that you weren't out there with them. Yeah, I was. I was. I was hurting. I mean, I was very, very happy. Uh, I still remember the day when they when they came back uh, to to Pakistan when they landed at Lahore. I was there. I was just there to receive them with the with the chief minister of the time and. Uh, and it was it was heartening as well as heartbreaking also at the time. So it, it was mixed feeling, uh, but I was more happy because they recognized me that I, uh, you know, I missed out, and they lifted me up and they put me up on the truck and they gave me all the respect and love which I, which I missed out on. So it was it was it was hurting in a way, but also very very pleasing. Who was your cricket hero when you were younger? Was there a, a poster on the, the young Wakar's wall that you looked up to? <laughs> Look, most of the cricketers you will ask uh, in Pakistan, uh, it will be Imran Khan. And uh, I'm no different. Um, Imran Khan was always been a hero. Uh, and he was always inspired me while playing with him. Even when I was not playing with him, playing a club cricket or first-class cricket, he was always there. The, the, the poster was always there. <laughs> And what, what was it like after having having that respect for him to actually walk into a dressing room and, and, and sharing the same same team with him and, and being part of that? Must, that must have been quite special. It was very nervy, actually. More than special, it was very nervous moment because he was always such a big name in in Pakistan's cricket. And uh, and there is something about him, his charisma about him that, you know, it... it, it it puts you under a lot of pressure. Uh, although once I was with him for five minutes, it was a different ball game. He was he relaxes you. He just you know took all the tension off me. And but of course it was very very uh, tense and uh, I, I was very nervous. And, uh, and and I still remember the first time when he met me. First thing he he, he put his hand on my shoulder and he said, "Oh, you you're touring Sharjah." That was his first time when he saw me without even consulting with selectors or whoever, I don't know. I was very young at the time, but uh, that was his first thing to tell me. He says, are you good? And you're touring Sharjah. That was my first tour. The land sort of slipped under my under my feet, and I, I couldn't believe what he, he was saying. I, I, I couldn't even hear him what he said, but it was really uh, you know, amazing feeling. If you could trade lives, Wakao Yunis, with any current player for a day, you experience what it's like to live in their skin, you have their their talent and their personality, who would you like to swap with? You know, there's so many top cricketers, uh, uh, you know, around the world at the moment, uh, and it's very difficult to pick one. 
But if you ask me to really pick one out of all of these guys, I'll probably pick. Uh, hold on a sec. Mm. <laughs> it is a difficult one, isn't it? Can we come back to this question later on? Or can we just you can, slip and you can pass and we'll return to it. Yeah, yeah, we can come back to that. Yeah. I'm going to put you in charge of world cricket for a day. This is no easier. I'm going to put you in charge of world cricket for a day. Um, you're behind the big desk. Your name's on the door. What's the first thing you would do about world cricket to make it better? Look, I, I, which I, I have been talking about it uh, for a while now that, uh, uh, you know, I mean, cricket is doing wonders. I mean, we have brought in another format, T20 cricket, which has lifted the game. And, uh, you know, I will not touch test match cricket. And I think it should stay as it is. And I, it's just that maybe one day cricket, I will, I'll, I'll turn one day cricket into you know, two 2020 innings, make it more more uh, exciting and make it more happening, a bit more faster, uh, a bit like test match cricket. Uh, have one day game, which will you know be 20 overs each side first, and then you play the second inning, same. You take the lead into the second inning, like test match, and yeah. have a result. Probably, I, I feel, I personally feel, that that will really uh, lift one-day cricket and, and, and bring more excitement into into one-day cricket. I like that. Yeah, you got mm. my vote. If you were starting <laughs> your career again, Waka, and you say you were 13, 14, and you could write to yourself from here, from now, and give yourself some advice, is there anything you'd do differently? What would what would you tell the young Waka Eunice? What advice would you pass on to him? I don't think I'll I'll, I'll do anything differently. I mean, if I look back my my career. Uh, let alone the, you know, when I got on top of the game and when I was really doing well, or I'm, I'm just talking about from school all the way, the way I, uh, you know, uh, conducted myself, the way I, uh, you know, the way I worked hard to reach at the top. I, I don't think I will, I will change anything in my, in my, in my cricketing career to, you know, do anything different. I'm happy, really happy. They say rock stars want to be sportsmen and vice versa. If you could have been famous, doing something mm. else completely, what would you have chosen? Would you have been a, the lead singer of a rock band? Where, where would you have gone? I think I, I would think I would have stuck by the sports. I, I wouldn't have gone to singing or or, or, or the other, any other. Uh, I might have just changed sports, if you ask me. I might go into uh, uh, golf. I love my golf, and I think uh, that's one sport really clicks, and I would like to be Tiger Woods if I have to be. I would love to be. <laughs> If you could meet anybody, living or dead, it's that dinner party question. Who, who would you like to sit down with and share a coffee with? I would love to meet, I mean, is, is no more, the late Muhammad Ali. I would like to share his experience because, you know, looking at his old videos, watching him uh, when I was little, the way he used to conduct himself, the way he, he is uh, boxed, and uh, it was amazing. And, and the way he conducted uh, his interviews and I've heard a lot of his, I've seen a lot of his interviews, amazing personality. I would love to have spent some time with him, but that's not going to happen. Is, it, is that because you're a boxing fan or is that just because of his personality? I'm just, I'm just, it's just all, all the aura about him, you know, yeah. uh, you know, the way he changed his religion, the way he, you know, fought for, for humanity and, uh, where he traveled the world and, you know, and, uh, you know, and brought, tried to bring peace into the world. Not only boxing, but it's just all about him. Fed up of collecting your team's match day subs? Worried about carrying cash post-COVID-19? Try slateapp.co.uk. 
Less contact than contactless. Slate, the smartest way to collect weekly match fees and more. Download the app, slateapp.co.uk. Not just for cricket, any clubs that collect subs. It just makes sense. Stick it on the Slate, slateapp.co.uk. Steven Spielberg, he's decided he's going to make Wakar the movie. He's on the phone to you. He's asking your advice, Wakar Unit. Who's going to play you in the movie about your life? Yeah, I don't know, to be honest. I don't know. Will Smith, maybe? He'd <laughs> <laughs> probably be quite good, actually, wouldn't he? Yeah, yeah I, mean, I, mean, I, don't know, I don't know if he knows cricket or not, but yeah. He would have to learn to bowl fast, wouldn't he? I mean, I, I wanted to ask you, actually. I had Mark Wood on, the England fast bowler, um, a couple of weeks ago, and I asked him the mm-hmm. same question. What's it like when you are in your prime, everything's clicking, and you are bowling at 90-plus miles an hour, you have those express in-swinging Yorkers that broke people's toes. When you're in mm-hmm. rhythm, you're in sync, and everything's clicking, how good does that feel? Uh, it is hard to explain it in words, but honestly. It is just... Uh... That's the feeling you play for, to be very honest. It's not the money, it's not the fame, it's, it's just that that particular uh, moment. That, that, that's what you play for because you're in control and you're on top of your game and, and, and you know that you're going to get that batsman and you, know, you can do things the way you want. And uh, I feel that uh, that, is, that is probably the best feeling. It's, it's hard to explain. And how much do you miss that when, once you've retired? And you're obviously never going to experience that again ever, are you? Mm. How much do you miss that? Uh, look, I, I, I just, I get frustrated at times. I don't miss it because my body is so tired now and, and <laughs> you know, it aches so much in the morning. So I don't really miss it. But it you frustrates me. <laughs> but it frustrates me sometimes because when I see some dollars, uh, when they have gotten things in control and they don't really make full use of it and that really frustrates me sometimes and you, you've also done you, you you've done your media work and you're in coaching as well do, do you mm. feel that those kind of feelings that you have that frustration and everything do you are you able to challenge that quite well into coaching can you see a, a young fastball then you're able to point him in the right direction because of your own experiences yeah i, I mean you know when i when i'm coaching or when i go back into uh when, when I go back into talking to these kids, I, I put myself in, in their shoes and, 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 and think what they're thinking and, and try to guide them through that rather than, you know, pushing uh, or you should do this or that and that's not right or wrong. There's no such thing right or wrong. It's just that how you do things, uh, how you how you uh, handle things. And, and, and that's sometimes, as I said, it, it gets frustrating, uh, but it, it gets very pleasing when they when they get it right also. What is the top item on your bucket list? Things to do before you die. What would you have as number one? Look, we are planning about it. We, we, we uh, it's just that this, this COVID-19 has really destroyed everyone's dream, dreams or health. Everyone's dreams for a little while. I was just planning. We were planning uh, to to go on a on a cruise. Uh, the the whole family with all all my three kids to, to go around the world or go Europe or just 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 go for a go for a few weeks. It's going to, going to go on a hold for, I guess, for a couple of years now. Yeah. And, and your, your wife, is, um, she works in the, in the health profession, doesn't she? So she, I imagine she's been very busy over the last few weeks. Yeah, she's been, she actually just came back from uh, work. She's, she's working really hard uh, and uh, she's an ED, emergency specialist. So, so she's on the, in the front, she's a frontliner. Uh, but things are, things are a lot better here in Australia right now. So, 
uh, it's, it's, it's definitely uh, much better at home also. Uh, but when it started, it was it was uh, very scary, and it was you know <laughs> it was it, it was dangerous at at times, you know when you know yeah. when she go, goes to work and all that. But yeah, we, we we've been through this, and and all, all all went well. Are you a morning or a night person? I am a morning person now because my wife wakes me up and very <laughs> early in the morning to drop kids, drop girls at school. Uh, but uh, in my heydays or when I, when I was younger. Uh, I was a nightman. On a scale of one to ten, I don't know if you had happy days in Pakistan, but the Fonz was the coolest man on television. So ten is as cool as you can get. One is not very cool at all. Where would you put yourself on that scale? Look, I I, I don't know to be honest. I'd probably put six, six, five, six. Yeah. Gonna go middle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Would yeah. Would your wife have a different number in her mind? I don't know. I don't know. You've got to ask her. <laughs> <laughs> If you had access to a time machine and you could go anywhere, you could go forward, you could go backwards, where and where would you take it to? What would you want to see? Uh, I would like to go back to uh, go back to my school days. You know, uh, I, I think uh, the school days were the best ones, especially year nine, uh, year eight, nine, ten. I, I was I was I've been a boarder all my all my life. So all my friends uh, are from the boarding houses. Uh, so I probably would like to go back in those days and. And spend some time with friends, with the, you know, when I was younger. Um, yeah, that's that's all I can think right now. If somebody told you when you were in that period, eight and nine years old, that you would go on and you'd play all of the games that you played for Pakistan, you'd take 373 test wickets, you'd take 400 plus ODI wickets, you'd be a, a national hero. Would you have laughed at them? Would you would you have snapped the hands off and taken that like a shot? I would have, I would have said, get out of here. You know, that's <laughs> not possible. That's not going to happen. Uh, but yeah, who knows? You know, the destiny takes you different places at different times. If you if you if you work hard, hard and look to chase your dreams, you know, you, you you get it. You've been all over the place in the world. Obviously, you grew up in Pakistan. You're living in Australia now. But if you could have a second home anywhere mm-hmm. else in the world, from some of the wonderful places you've been to and seen, where would you like to uh, put that second home and visit that as a holiday home? Pakistan is home. You know. It is hard to leave. I have been living here in Australia for the last 15 years. I lived nine years in in England. Uh, I have seen most of UK. Uh, I've been in Europe and all over the places. You've seen America, everywhere I've been to. But I think uh, to live, I would say Australia is not a bad place to live. Sydney, especially, is it's, it's cool. It's nice here. Is that why you want to do the around the world trip with your kids then, to show them some of the places that you've been to and enjoyed, or just to explore somewhere new? Just go around the world. Just go, go, uh, go everywhere, wherever we we could. Just spend maybe three to four weeks, and uh, you know, take the kids because my my kids are like in that in that age where they they would love to do that. They're, they're all teenagers at the moment, so they would love to travel. If you could change one thing about yourself, what would you change? Hmm, oh, that's a difficult one. Uh, what would I change? I've got so many good and so many bad habits, also. You know, you know. <laughs> Coming from Pakistan, I've developed a lot of bad habits, uh, but um, I don't know. It's it's a difficult one to you know. I don't know. I, I don't think I'll change much. I've I've already changed a lot uh, over the years, uh, and uh, I'm trying to be a better person, and uh, and and I'm gonna keep trying to keep trying to do that to become more religious, better person, and that's all I, I'm gonna change. 
I keep working on this. I've asked that question to a lot of people and a lot of people come straight back with, I, w- I want a smaller nose or I want to do this, that and the other. I actually quite mm. like it when people give an answer similar to yours where they say, actually, I'm quite happy. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very happy. I've got, you know, family, I've got house, I've got, got everything. So I, I just want to become a better person than what I was maybe yesterday. What will you be doing in 10 years time? Where will Waka Yumi's uh, be in 2030? I don't know where I will be in 10 years' time, but one thing is for sure that I'll be playing golf somewhere, day in, day out. And my wife will hate this answer, I'm sure. <laughs> Before I ask you question number 20, let's take you back to the one that you passed on. And that was, if you could live in the skin of another of a current cricketer for a day, who would you mm. choose to have their skill and experience their life for 24 hours? Where would you take me with that one? A lot of people say Virat Kohli, but I guess as a Pakistani, you'd, you'd probably not want to. <laughs> I, want to, to I would like player. to avoid that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I mean, Virat Kohli, is, I'm not sure what life he's living. I, I'm just trying to think that who are the person I, I know that he's living kind of life. Uh, I, I don't want to just say something which... I don't really know what sort of life he's living. Uh, yes, he's living probably a very glamorous life. He's married to, you know, uh, uh, one of the most beautiful actresses around. And, uh, you know, he's, he's got loads of money. He's, he's top of his game. I mean, he's, he's got everything. But you know, I need to probably know a person that, okay, I want to be like him. Uh, so I'd probably like to... I'd rather, I have, I like the Brian Lara's, uh, you know, life, uh, playing golf around the world and, you know, I like all the cricketers who play golf because I feel that <laughs> golf is the game after cricket. So whoever plays golf, I would love to be him. Question number 20 then, Waka Yunus, and thanks for being on the podcast today. If you'd been picking these questions, if it had been Waka Yunus interviewing Waka Yunus, what would you have asked yourself to get a great and exclusive answer? Oh. I, I don't really get to get this question, to be very honest. Tell me a secret. Tell me something you never told anybody else before. I'll tell you the secret about myself. Mm. I don't know. I mean, if you would have asked me something, you know, I would have given you that answer. But I don't know what can I give you. I mean, I don't want to give you something which which is very nasty or or. or but uh, yeah. I don't know, to be honest. I'll let you pass on that one. If you tell me, um, if I ask, I ask you a different question instead. Obviously, you're coming over with that Pakistan side. As I said at the start, you know, a lot of people in England are very grateful for the West Indies and Pakistan this year. But it's still a, a test series. It's still something that's very important. It's still going to be competitive. Who do we need mm. to look out for in Pakistan squad? Who are, you're coming over to win, I guess. Look, uh, I, I would like uh, to. Shaheen Afridi is a left-arm fast bowler who's done well in on this Australian tour. He's done well in Sri Lanka also. The only issue, the only problem, our fast bowler battery is very young. But the only issue what I'm, what I'm, what we are probably going to face, if I hope not, we don't face that, is that you know we're still going through the COVID test back home, and I hope everyone, everyone sort of clears that, and everyone will be on the tour. I think the faster bowlers are going to be. Crucial once again, they're, they're, they're very good. I mean, Nassim Shah was another 17, 18-year-old kid. A very good action, very nice action. All these fast bowlers, I think that it'll be an exciting time. I hope, uh, you know, we'll get enough time and enough overs under their belt so they can really express themselves and and and, and, and show their skill and, and show what they're made of. They're, they're very, very talented. It's just a matter of, uh, you know, getting their rust off and, and, uh, and hopefully if they're ready... Before the test matches, I think they'll they'll do wonders. 
I've always thought with Pakistan cricket teams, you, you look down the list of players and there's some, been some fantastic players over the last decade even um, playing for Pakistan, but often didn't play as a team and often very inconsistent. One day they'd be fantastic, the next day they'd be terrible. Are, are you approaching with this Pakistan side something that's exciting and, and possibly going to be a little bit more consistent and, and, and actually achieve more? Uh, yes, uh, we are all hoping. Uh, we are all hoping that uh, this time around. I mean, every time we 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 toured England, we've always been pretty good, very consistent and successful. England is one place where uh, we feel like being in, in at home, and and the pitches really suit us. Uh, we got a good seam seam attack, and 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 the guys who are playing, the batters who are playing, like in the likes of Azhar, Asay Shafiq, uh, you know, Babar Azam. And they they have played it in, in in county cricket also, so they have a fair idea of playing on those pitches. So we are hoping that uh, these guys will will do really well on this tour. Wakir, it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you on the Cricket Budget Podcast today. Hopefully the tour goes top health, top results, and hopefully you enjoy your time in England. Thanks for being on the show. Thank you, thank you very much, James. So nice of you. It's that Badger style. Real pleasure to catch up with Wakai Yunis on this edition of the Cricket Badger podcast. Thank you to him for his time. And I hope, well, for all of our sakes, that everything settles down in the world and that the Pakistan Tour of England can go ahead and it goes swimmingly for Waka. It'd be good to see him and the Pakistanis in this country very, very soon indeed. Stay tuned to the Cricket Badger podcast. Plenty more great episodes to come. Please like it and subscribe to it on whatever platform you listen to it on. And it won't be long before I'm bringing you previews of the England versus West Indies Test Series we're going to have some cricket to talk about badges hurrah it's been a long time coming but i can't wait to see cricket it might be behind closed doors it might be a slightly artificial atmosphere but who cares it's cricket back on our screens and i can't wait for that to start so we'll bring you some previews of that as well in the next couple of weeks in addition to the usual fare of interviews and features on the cricket badger podcast so stay tuned plenty more to come thank you to tvsportsblog.com for their support of the podcast give them a follow as well on twitter at tvsportsblog i've been james and i will see you next time when i bring you another great guest on the cricket badger podcast cheers all Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.